0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Hey, hey. This is a special episode. This is a this is kind of like a a branch off the regular timeline.
1: Yeah, a little treat for people.
0: Yes, we're not doing a, a 1981 film. We're doing a little. We're checking out something brand new, which is not something we typically do on this podcast. No, no. But I feel like this one for me was something where I was like, dude, we should do this. We should watch all three of these and cover it because for me, this series is actually a part of my youth. Uh, And I'm talking, when I say this series, I'm talking about the new Netflix trilogy of movies coming out based around R.L. Stein's Fear Street. Dude, did you ever read Fear Street?
1: I never read the Fear Street books. I was at a garage sale a couple weeks ago when I got Scream. Yeah. I snagged a whole bunch of them. I got like 30 of them sitting over here. Dude. Uh, I was always a Goosebumps kid.
0: Okay. I was a Fear Street kid because my brothers lis- read Goosebumps.
1: Oh, oh yeah, because the Goosebumps are for the youngers, younger yeah, kids, yeah. and these are young adult. Um, but did you ever read his Babysitter series? No. One, two, three, and four? See, no. I read that. I read those, but I never read the Fear Street books. Yeah, I
0: loved Fear Street. I really did. Um, It was, I don't know. You know what it was? It it, it fed just enough horror for Mm -hmm. that age, right? Because there was kind of like gore and blood and stuff in these books, but it's not like Stephen King level, right? Or Clive (laughs) Barker. You're not reading like, you know you know, exorcist the exorcist, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but it was it was just enough and it was creepy and, and my whole life I've loved this stuff. I mean, we do a horror podcast, man. Mm-hmm. You know, on my Patreon with for History Creeps, Carter and I do a show called Carter and Chris versus Evil where we just talk horror. Um and you know, I love horror. I've always grown up with it. And this was something at that age when I was a teenager that was accessible to me, easily, yeah. you know, something I could get to and uh, you know, the adult you know, at at the library wouldn't give me a weird look if I was giving them this book, right? As, as yeah, like,
1: yeah. As opposed to like it or something, you know? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> but dude, yeah, I loved the series. So when I found out they were doing a movie, um, I was like, really? Like what's which story? Like there's so many different stories in there. Like which one did they pick? And then I found out, oh, it's not just a movie, it's a trilogy of movies yeah. that all share this thread, this storyline. And I was like, whoa, what? And then the, the the kicker dude the one that really just sunk me was like not just that all three movies will take place at different times right and mm-hmm. the first one's going to mm-hmm. be smack dab right in the 90s yep loved it <laughs> love the fact that it's in the 90s like immediately I'm sold because I grew up in the 90s right so I yeah. grew up during this time and I can see now, well, I remember when I was younger, they would put out these movies uh, about like the 80s, the 70s, you know, the Mm -hmm. 60s. And my parents would watch it and they'd really like certain things and they'd comment on certain oh I remember those days. And I remember thinking to myself, Man, my parents are old, right? <laughs> and now that's me, right? Like I'm watching yeah. movies going like, Oh God, I remember I remember dot matrix printers. I remember AOL chat rooms, dude. Like mm-hmm. this is insane. And like in chat rooms when you're talking to somebody and it tells you they're typing, kind of like yep. it does on your your texting now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I I love the fact that we were going to be doing Fear Street. So that's what we did. We decided we're going to kick off this. We're going to do all three of these movies. And the first one was Fear Street 1994.
1: Dude, what the hell? This is exactly why you have no
0: friends. Look, some gal killed a bunch of people at the mall last night.
1: Holy shit. Another shady side tragedy fits the narrative, right? Sarah, fear's back. Christ, not you two. There's no angry dead witch. The only thing that made him go
0: crazy is this town. The dude was wearing a Halloween skull mask. How is that not fun? Guys, I think there's someone in the woods. One night and dead people are trying to kill us. Maybe we are doomed.
1: She was so sexy but so crazy. Normal bitches don't bleed black blood. How do we not die? I'm looking at you, witch nerd. You can't stop it.
0: What did you think, dude?
1: Uh, I'm going to okay, ask so, you
0: because I grew up with this stuff, so I know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really so, want to know what you feel.
1: Right off the bat, I was already excited for this because I, I've been waiting for this because I knew it was coming, and I kept telling you, yo, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. And the trailers looked awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, the trailers that I did watch, the little bit. I don't mm. think I even watched a full trailer. Like um, the
0: initial yeah. one, that teaser one that they told us it was yes. coming, and then you yeah. knew it was going to be three different movies.
1: Yeah, I think that was the only one I watched. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, dude, I was excited for this. And then I'm sitting there, and I put it on, and it's going through, and you're you're going through the beginning scene where they're at the mall, and, uh, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Right? Like, this is so cool. Because yeah. I, I, I grew up in the 90s, not like you did. Um, yeah. I was real young in the nineties, but I still remember enough of it to have enough nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and so to see like the mall and and the stores and and everything like that was really fucking cool. man. Dude,
0: the bookstore, remember bookstores and malls, man, like
1: borders. I remember. Yeah, man. B Dalton, like Mm -hmm. get out of here, dude.
0: Oh yeah, that was awesome. You're right. Seeing all those different stores was just kind of like a a nice throwback.
1: And like the blacklight stores, how they used to be like how Spencer's used to be before Mm -hmm. it is what it is today. Um, yeah, man, I, I that was very nostalgic. But then, just even on top of it, the way they shot it and what they did was just great, man. It was a callback to Scream. It was. Uh, I'm I, so I glad loved you said, it, that. dude. And 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 the actress Maya Hawke, I love her. Um, you know who her parents are, right? No. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Uma okay. Thurman.
0: Oh, okay. What's up? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And she was in. Uh, she was in Stranger Things. She was in. Um, Once Once Upon upon a Time time in Hollywood. Yeah, I still have Uh, to see that, dude. Yeah, she wasn't in it much. She was in it briefly. but uh, And I was kind of hoping she was going to be in this more than she was. Um, But yeah, dude, that opening was just great. And it blew me away. And I'm like, I'm in for something good here. This is going to be fun.
0: So I'm glad you said that, okay? Because immediately, that was my feeling. I was like, holy shit, this just feels so much like Scream. It's not, but you could see what they were doing. Some things were direct, like... Some people may call it a rip-off. I'd like to say that this is almost like a love letter to that 1990s era of teen slashers. It was almost yes. like, hey, remember this feeling? By the way, yeah. we're in the 90s, right? Um, but Scream immediately, right? Everything about it. The fact that the guy wears the black cloak-style t- clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the skull is kind of like the ghost face, right? The fact that yeah. he's chasing her down and stabbing her. And it was like that opening in Scream where yeah. you know Drew Barrymore, like bites it so this one you're just like oh she's not going to survive if they're doing what i think they're doing which really was what they did with a lot of this movie i was like it's it's basic what, what we're seeing here is kind of this and i'm going to say love letter again because it is it's to the horror genre right yeah. and so for the horror genre of the 90s that's what they did and they made it Meta, so that the characters were very aware of a lot of the tropes of what needed to happen and yep. be done to take care of the problem. Um, they made it so in the 90s, there was this kind of real cool thing about horror films where not only did, were they meta and aware, but they were aware of other kinds of killers as well. So, mm-hmm. in this, we see all these different styles of killers and their styles in terms of what we saw. those eras right so like in the 70s you had your axe killer like jason right yep and we got that killer or in the 50s you had that that one girl that was singing or what was the 40s um everything about this i was like was it 60s i think
1: she was 60s
0: i was like 1990 they're basically telling you this movie is going to feel like horror from the 90s right and it's it's dude i just i don't know what to say i was watching this just going (laughs) man like all of the stuff there's all these little nuggets that they're giving you like oh they got this from scream oh this mm-hmm. is this is halloween this right here is halloween when they're doing this whole gimmick you know like there's with so the many At the beginning with the breaking into the houses and everything yes dude yes dude there's so much cool stuff in this movie that was fun um but yeah i got to tell you i for me I, I had a lot of fun with it and so i'd like to break this down with you we live in a place where there's these two towns right there's Sunnyvale, yep. which is the the higher class area of of um these neighboring towns and this other mm-hmm. town is uh um Shadyville. no shady sh- shady side isn't it shady side shady side yeah because i was almost i was almost gonna say shitty side because they had that spray because <laughs> that's what well, the they side. said
1: it yeah they said it in the movie too
0: and they take it. They actually take a moment in this film when there's traveling happening from one town to the other, where they show us, you know, just real quick. This is what the town looks like. So, mm-hmm. Shady Side has a very blue collar look to it. You know yep. what I mean? It's got the strip malls. It's got the the gas stations and the mechanic shops, and it's got the the houses. Some places are closed down. Um, yeah. And then when they get to Sunnyvale, it's like these super nice houses, you know, sprawling lawns. Some of them look like mansions. And so you'll get this idea that there's these two towns, contrasting towns that, yeah, yeah.
1: Who Just are so very, aware right. oh, yeah. very aware of their contrasts, right? Oh, they're very
0: aware of their contrasts.
1: No, it's mm-hmm. deeply rooted within them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh,
0: they're there. They're only you know we only find out about this the the relationship between the two because of the murder that you you spoke about, right? So there was mm-hmm. the murder of, of uh, a couple of of these kids in the mall, um, and immediately it sets the internet abuzz, right? And we follow this one character, this kid and his sister. He's like in this chat room for for serial killers and and slashers and all that stuff. And he's very aware of the history of the town. And the history of the town goes all the way back to the 1600s and a woman being falsely accused of witchcraft and being put to death. And she's put a curse on the town saying she's going to come back every, I think it was like 30 something years, every 35 years. Let me ask
1: you this, Ready? If she was falsely accused of witchcraft and then placed a curse on the town and it's actually real. Was she falsely accused of witchcraft?
0: <laughs> Maybe I should choose my words wisely, right? She wasn't false. She was accused of witchcraft. And and um, so this curse is where she comes back or her spirit comes back and inhabits and basically possesses people every 30-some yep. years, and they cause havoc. Like, they just go on these massive killing sprees. Yep. Um, and this kid is like one of these... He's basically a true crime podcaster before there are any, right? Like, he knows the stuff. He's, yep. like, got it all up on a board, all the different articles so yeah th- th- there's a very they're very aware of this history of constant massacres and and horrific things happening and Im- immediately the the murder at the mall they're like this is this is it this is the it's the witch is here right mm-hmm. then enter like there's another storyline going on where the his sister is our main character has a relationship with this girl from who now lives on the other side of town yeah and you know it's that classic kind of you know be yourself don't pretend to be who you're not just to kind of fit in or be accepted by society yeah. uh and that's kind of the message here and our our girl the i forget their names Dina i think her name was Dina yeah Dina's Dina the main right yeah. she's uh she's upset she's pissed off that this is happening and after this this big kind of rally that they had where both both towns were kind of cla- uh, clashing they're on their way home uh in a bus and they're being chased by you know Sam, the girlfriend, uh, and her new boyfriend, Peter. They cause an accident. I'm just gonna just go right to it. They cause an accident in which the their vehicle crashes into the burial site of where this witch was buried. Yeah, and this upsets the witch. The witch is like, "Fuck you guys! I'm coming at you." And because the girl uh, Sam, this girl who was bleeding her blood, I guess, touched this witch, uh, the witch's bones. The witch is like, all right, um, I'm coming after you. I'm gonna kill you. I, I can't rest until I kill you because you're the one that disturbed my my grave, and that's what that's what the story becomes. It becomes that all of these past kind of evil entities and, and people that she's possessed in the in this this timeline of of horror um, are all now coming back to try to kill. This girl, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's her friends as well, because at the beginning of it, they are chasing the friends. But we come to find out later, it's only because they still had some of her blood on them yes. when they got it cleaned off. Like they didn't care that these killers were going for this one girl. Yep. And that's the myth, though. So there's this. Now we know that the witch exists. Mm-hmm. We know that they can magically bring back all these these monsters and these killers that she's created, and we know that like sh- you know she's coming after this girl. And they find out that the only way for this witch to be at rest is for this girl to die. Yeah. There's no other way. It just can't be done. She has to die. Yep. And uh, they're like, well, I don't want... She's like, I don't want to die, right? But they find out that this had happened before, and some woman had survived it. But they realized she died first, right? She was dead for so many minutes, and they brought this woman back to life. So that's what we have to do. If we're going to put this witch to rest... um, this girl's going to have to die. Sam's going to have to die. And then Dina, her brother and two friends are really going to have to do their best to bring her back to life. Yeah. All while tr- trying to evade these killers coming after them. These
1: uh Yeah, cuz they reapplied the blood to themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right? Cuz to, to, to try to, you know, lure them away while they're killing this girl off. Yeah. Um it's an intense. It, it becomes r- really kind of cobwebby. There's a whole lot of oh, stuff yeah. happening. A Whole yeah. lot of stuff because they're building a mythos. They're building stories into the timeline as well to say, "Hey, back in the '70s, this happened at Camp uh, Nightwing, right?" Yep. And then in the 1600s, this happened, and this—I mean, it's happening all through time. There was like a milkman that was went crazy and was killing people. There was, you know, uh, was it a preacher, the the uh, the, the priest at the beginning of the, the, this whole thing in the '60s, or or I don't—I don't remember what it was. It was all these yeah, di- different crazy killers. But what do you think of that? Like, like what do you think of that storyline?
1: Okay, so I am gonna, I am gonna, gonna read to you exactly what I wrote when the movie was done. Okay, okay, yeah. This is my, this is what I wrote as my synopsis for the film. Okay, it's an effective horror movie at its core with an original-ish plot, basically meaning um, it wasn't one hundred percent original. Um, right. it, it, it took pieces from here and there and blended them really well. It was really effective in that way. Um, it curtailed to a young adult audience, despite what I felt was a needless R rating. Um, However, the '90s nostalgia, which was great, uh, was very curdled, um, and it wasn't enough to save the film. What I felt falling victim to modern Disney-like drama. Right.
0: Um, is that? Were you like, okay, why is everybody taking time to start making out and, and doing things like like? Because yes. that it, felt it, it like felt, okay. Are we doing are we doing High School Musical here now?
1: <laughs> see, and you asked me earlier, right before you went into the explanation of the film, what I thought of it about the plot. Yeah, and. I don't know. I'm torn. I'm like fifty fifty because I loved the the basic core plot of the yeah. story. And I loved that. However, there was little things here and there that kinda just I, I wasn't into. I didn't care about the love story between right. Dean and Sam. Right. Didn't care. Um, and again it felt it felt it, it wasn't a hundred percent. It wouldn't have been needed it. at
0: all. Like you didn't even need yeah, to have a yeah. romantic story at all for um, this to, to work.
1: But like I said, it felt kind of like those crappy Disney drama shows they have nowadays. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Just a little bit better. Um, That I really didn't care about. Um, Let me ask you this. Ready? How old were these kids?
0: (laughs) I was going to ask you the same thing, dude, because, (laughs) well, because, and Aaron made this point, like, there was like two adults in the entire movie. Yeah. But yeah, how old are these kids that they're, acting like they're like in their 20s easily right and well I'm not even talking high school kids they're high school kids we know they're high school kids
1: yes and now you're you're you got high school kids you're putting them in a a romantic story which is fine okay that's cool But then you have these like implied sexual situations, yeah, yeah, with teenagers in high school. We
0: talked about that before on on some of our other episodes, yes. uh, discussing these kinds of films that
1: portray teenagers in this light. And that and we're I understand it this coming from films that we've been watching, yeah. from the '80s because that was yeah. a different time. But I think um, that's what
0: they were doing with this. I think that that's what the whole idea was. Like, this is a '90s horror movie. This wasn't like they're. It's almost like they're saying. Pretend this isn't 2021. Let's get in a time machine. Let's go back to the 90s and watch this with a 90s lens completely, because okay. all of the horror that the the little a lot of the tropes and the things you saw happen throughout this felt very 90s. Like I said, yes. so much Scream influence in this. So much Scream influence. Oh yeah, 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 and absolutely. The, I mean, the soundtrack, dude. The soundtrack to this, I was just like. Yes. Yes. Every time a song came on and it started to feel more like I was flipping through the radio station in 1994 because there were scenes where the music would just morph from one to another song to another song to another song. And it was all to go with whatever we were seeing at that moment. It worked awesome, dude. But to me, I was already on top of the music because it was all licensed. And I was like, thank God for Netflix, dude because yeah. Netflix has that money and they're like we're licensing that 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 and all these songs but, are legit 90s songs not But some- you know
1: what I liked about that cuz I was thinking about this I'm I'm glad that they got legit big 90s songs yes. but they weren't the top 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 songs right. of right. the 90s. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Nirvana, it wasn't uh it wasn't those big big bands that everybody was listening to and were right. over popular. Yes. You know, it was it was popular songs but they were kind of like the B the B songs. Yeah, not that they're B songs; they're great songs. But
0: it was a, it was a, yeah, it was definitely a '90s mixtape for me. Like I, oh, be- yeah. I, I gotta get that soundtrack. I'm gonna follow <laughs> that soundtrack on Spotify. It was great, dude. It was a great soundtrack. Um, but I think that's the deal. I think that that's why they did that. I think that's why they showed it that way is because it was meant to be kind of like. Almost, I, I get. I was telling Aaron, I was like, I feel like I'm in the 90s watching a horror movie in the <laughs> 90s. Like, I just, that's what it feels like because yeah. there's no, there's no wokeness in terms of, like you said, what they're showing us. Like, yeah, like, all right, let's just watch these two girls going to town as if they're teenagers and it's okay to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. sure. Why not? Um, My little, my little thing is, I, I, I'm just not a fan of when that happens in horror movies. I'm just not. Now, I've never been in a situation where I was being chased down by, you know, someone with an axe in which, like, literally I might be dying. So maybe yes. that does happen. I couldn't tell you, dude.
1: Can I but, be honest, though? I mean... I mean, dude... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not thinking about getting laid when I'm getting hunted down. Yeah, you're you thinking about. I mean. Let's
0: get the fuck out. Because the more we stay here doing this, the closer they're getting, and we're not getting exactly. away. So exactly. So that's why but, I can't stand. But again, it in these
1: films. though, but but again, isn't that just a callback to the films and how they are? It is at dude, its core. Yes. It is. Yes. Yeah,
0: and that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, uh, it's. It felt like a lot was going on with the plot. Um, because there is a lot going on with the plot. Oh, They're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. weave in more so that you buy into the next two movies. But mm-hmm. I got to say, I do enjoy it. I like the idea that it is this witch, this witch's curse, right? I love mm-hmm. the fact that the Shady Side team is called the witches, the Shady Side witches, you know what yeah. I mean? And then the Sunny Veiled Devils. It's kind of like this really, like, already there's this underlying... Um, Satanic you know, yeah, element, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, real diabolical. Like, this mm-hmm. is not going to turn out well. Um and then I got to tell you also, I, the one thing that I can say that uh, I was like, uh, we're not done yet, right? Like I looked at the – towards the end, it felt like it got went a little longer than it could have, it should have. Um, and then it did this whole thing where it was like it's going to be to be continued, and then boom, here's a quick scene. And it felt – Wait, why they even put "to be continued"? Why not just do "to be continued" at the very end of it, right? Because they they finished the movie, they said "to be continued," and then they came back real quick with a scene of um what's them talking up? to that woman for the nineteen seventy eight movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like it was kind of weird, choppy, and it was really jarring for me. I was just like, "What's happening right now? Like, should we keep watching or?" And I didn't wait um, till the end of the credits. Is there anything after it? I, I don't know. know.
1: I, I, I didn't either. I, I should have. And I told myself I was going to, and then yeah. for some reason I still shut it off. I don't know why. Um, but no, I'm glad you brought up the ending because there was three times when I thought the movie was over and yes. it just kept going. Yes, and same like, here. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I thought same it here. was going to be over. Same here. That, it, the I'm first saying? one was when um, uh, when Sam and Josh and Dina all went home. Yep. I thought it was going to be over then, yep. uh, but it kept going. And yep. then... um. After the call with the woman from 1978 when Dean yep. on the phone with her. Yep. Thought it was gonna end, but it kept on going. Yep. And then and then I thought it was gonna end when Dina got stabbed. Yep. Uh but it like didn't. She was, yep,
0: nope. <laughs>
1: and it kept going. And I love that she
0: she just got stabbed. And then like for the rest of the movie, or for the rest of that time, like there was no like I'm feeling weak. There was no like uh yeah, you know no. nothing at all. It was like Oh, I can move around like I haven't been stabbed. The bleeding stopped. I mean, we're good, guys. We're totally good. I've never taken a knife to the gut, but again, it might go that way. You know, yeah, I don't right? know, dude. <laughs> Who am I to say? Um, yeah, dude. That was one of the things that I could say about it, where I was like, well, "This is." Uh, I could probably have ended it earlier or reconfigured it so you could fit all that in, you know, and yeah. get it done a little bit more, a little cleaner. It felt kind of disjointed at the end as it was. It was trying to wrap up. Uh, but I do like how it ed, you know, kind of led us right into 1978 to say yeah. this is coming, this is 1978, and we're laying the groundwork. Get ready. This is so going to be an event. So I don't
1: know how, because when I heard that this was coming out and I saw how they were doing it, they were doing three parts. They were doing 94, 78, and then I think the other one's 16, 16 66, Yeah, when it starts. 666, sign of the devil. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that, I thought they were all going to be like, Connected stories, but independence, independently. Oh, I think you know it I mean? is. It well, is because well, so the th- way they're setting this up, it, it looks to me because this girl's—they still got to get Sam better. They got to get the witch out of her. No, they're I don't gonna think. Gonna, I don't fuck. think
0: that's going to play into this. Oh, well, you don't
1: think that's going to play in the next two movies? I don't
0: think so. No, I think the next one we're going to go right into 1978 now and see what I'm happened. That's at Camp how they Raven. do it. What I hope it? that's Camp?
1: how they do it. Darkwing, Camp, Darkwing. Nightwing, Darkwing, whatever. Nightwing, yeah, Nightwing, Darkwing Duck. Um, <laughs> I thought. Because that, I don't know, it, it confuses me of how they're going to play this out now. Because they yeah, can do it one of two ways. Let's talk because about this. Because they can this, do yeah. it one of two ways. They can do it where they're going to tie in the story from this first one into the next one because we're going to have to find out how this woman survived and how she survived that long because she said it doesn't end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to figure that aspect out. And then we got to figure out from there how it's going to tie into 1666. So are they going to go through and have these characters come back in little pieces to try and figure out how to save Sam while these other stories are going I kinda on? I kind of hope not. That's what these stories are for. I kind of hope that's not. That's kind of not what I hope either. I hope it's independent stories. Yeah. You've established that these other two are, the one is the beginning, 1666, and then you've established that the 1978 is just a piece of this story, one of the random pieces that they could have selected because there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch. Um, Which I like just that. I like independent that. like that. And then yeah. what they'll do is, to be continued, that continuation, I hope they come back and make a, a second trilogy, um, where maybe the first film is the continuation and the end of this movie, in this story, and then the other two pieces are two other stories, random, that they, that they picked. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, kind of hoping like that's that. how they go. I do like that they made it that there's this this history of all these things having happened. So now they can say, Hey, this is fear street, the milkman, right? Or fear street, the one dude that was drowning the kids in the
1: lake. And he had that weird mask. See, and, and this kind of like, I've been, I've always been plagued by this thing where I have an idea creatively. And then somebody, and then it ends up coming. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Dude. Dude, And it's not like they knew me or had anything to do where they would know my idea. It happens.
0: So I, yeah, I feel like I believe in this thing. At one time, I heard somebody talk about that in the universe, in the existence of everything. Right? There's, there's, there are these things, these ideas, these things that are waiting to be birthed. Right? Yes. And it's, and it, it's. It's on the wave that's out there. Let's imagine it's it's an, an invisible radio wave. And artists, whether you're a painter, writer, musician, whatever it is, you have the type of antenna that can tune into those radio waves. So when you get that idea, if you don't knock it down and do it, you may lose it. And at some point, it'll come up to somebody else who does it, right? Or yes. it might be out there at the same time, and they're snagging it and doing something, and you're not. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. Friday the 13th and the burning, right?
1: Yes, yes. So so to go on to that there's a there's an aspect to this film of I mean granted this kind of started back with it this whole type of Here's this thing throughout history, and it's involved in these different bad and things. And didn't
0: that feel like it when we were watching yes. this? That was yes. a bit that. However, very much I also felt like took it.
1: that aspect and and twisted it into my own story that I'm editing right now. So it's kind of like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> why why do I keep having these ideas and then they keep ending up in places? And it's like, what the hell? Now I'm gonna seem like an after afterthought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's after the fact. Um, That's funny, dude. But yeah, so that that kind of got me. I kind of laughed at that. But no, I love the idea that they can go back and select these different. And they yeah. didn't define all of them. They only defined yeah. some of them, and they and the ones that they defined, they defined very loosely. And we are starting um, at ninety four, right? Yeah. We
0: could go another thirty years into the future, into and that future. brings us exactly. to uh, what nineteen tw- or twenty twenty something, right? Yeah. Wait, twenty twenty four. Twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty four
0: would be thirty years from nineteen ninety four. Yep. Interesting. I wonder if they're planning something ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like they're That'd laying the groundwork cool. like now. Like like a
1: like a film like we just saw, but set in um, like the mid two thousands. Because that's when I really grew up. Yeah. Um, as much as I hate to admit it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always say I'm a '90s kid, but but yeah, no, I love that aspect, and I hope I hope they continue with it. And I hope. Dude, to, imagine I, I think if that's do what they're good doing. For, they'll make more films. I just hope they don't shit the bed and make them crappy. This also S- kind of felt like. Um, uh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Scary stories to tell in the dark.
0: Yes, I didn't see um, that, but I know what you're talking about. I know. I know. It, I know it felt the very much like
1: that. that as well. And same, same with the ending and where they left it to go into another sequel. Um, felt very much like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out from here on out with these next two films, and then past that.
0: My thinking is they're not going to follow her. So this is what I was just thinking because I think if it is, if I if I remembered right, because we again we just both watched this last night. If I remember right, the idea was it happens every thirty years, right? And the last time was in okay. the sixties, no seventy, no. Well, so it wouldn't be thirty years. Then. No,
1: it, it was weird because I was trying to see if there was any right or reason. I thought it rhyme was. A, I thought it was a um, pattern to it. And there's, I wasn't not. paying attention enough. I should go back and watch it again and actually like. Well, it doesn't list let's out see. the years. What's well, seventy-eight to ninety-four? How many years is that? Seventy-eight to ninety-four. Because we know uh, the last one was seventy-eight
0: to ninety-four, right? Sixteen years. Yeah, so that's not thirty. I felt for some reason I feel like it was thirty, and I don't know why. But my thinking is that what we're gonna see is that the next movie may start immediately right where we left off with this one, and. Mm-hmm not really completely solve it one? not com- yeah not completely solve it but they're there to meet with her and she's telling them the story about her sister at the camp and so then all of a sudden we go back
1: to that and then we're done with see, this story. I don't we're even not want to see that anymore I don't well, even want that just, go I just stri- wanted to open up 1978 yes yeah. i agree then completely yeah let's do it completely independent from each other let's do it that's what i'm hoping and but then maybe i don't maybe, think that's uh, what's going to happen
0: Do you think maybe 1666 is going to wrap it up? That's going to bring us back to what happened in 94 at the end of that. That's probably
1: how they're going to do it. That'll be the better way to do it. 1666, my guess, is going to be half and half or two-thirds and a third. Two-thirds, 1666, and then one-third, 94. Hopefully. Because if that's what they're going to do and they're going to wrap it up, they got a lot to wrap up.
0: It's gonna be interesting, dude. I am definitely looking to set forward to seventy eight because immediately we know what they're doing with that, right? They're bringing us to the seventies horror films and they're oh, bringing yes. us to camp. Yes, they're dude. Bringing us it's gonna be kids. so
1: cool to see that movie and see how they do it and what they do with it. Um, yeah. So the, the
0: whole idea that the dude kind of looks like Jason. Yeah, with well, the, and you with know that's sac- exactly what the written from. Yeah.
1: yeah, but Friday too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: What what were you thinking when they're in the supermarket, and Dina's head goes through the bread slicer?
0: Oh, the friend. Um, yeah, dude, I was not. Oh, expecting yeah, no, that's that. not Dina. I that's thought. Katie, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, I thought her and the other dude, um, the the guy with the green face, the the, he. To me, he was the, he was kind of like the stew of of the group. He's he was kind of like that um, that when I say Stu from Scream, the, the kind of smart mouth dude that's like, yes. "This is awesome, this is great, you yeah. know, let's have a good time with this." Uh, I did not expect them to die. I gotta be Me honest, neither. I expected that little group of of friends there at the very end to all survive it, and maybe Sam die, maybe right, but I really expected them all to survive. So when that was coming and it was getting closer and closer, I was like, "Holy shit, they're gonna do it! They're gonna kill this girl!" <laughs> and then I was like. Also, they're going to show it.
1: Yeah. They're going to show it. I was I was glad it. with all the, it's fucked up, but I, I, I like the violence and the gore. And yes. it wasn't, it, yes. it was gore, but it wasn't like in your face over the top gore. Right. It was, it was Fear streak Gore. Yes. It was
0: it literally was yes, the dude. film version of what the books did for young and I'm adults. I'm so
1: glad they did it dude. that way. Especially even nice. with that opening scene when they were fucking when he was stabbing Maya Hawk and how violent that was, but how yes, dude. but how reserved it was. Uh I loved that. And, and and that right there when I saw her getting getting killed in the mall, I was like this is going to be a great movie because <laughs> of this. Uh but anyway, yeah. yeah. When I when I saw Katie dive by that that bread slicer, I was like Nobody's safe in this movie. Who's hey. com- Who's getting it next? None of these characters are safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah, that, I was like, wait, I ho- I thought she'd live. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Yeah, I thought goes, she yeah, was that means live the, f- too. the
0: other friend's gonna get it next. I was like, oh great, and sure enough, it was like comedian, right too. Yeah, the it wasn't like the later head. on.
1: Tell me that wasn't a nice throwback to Friday the Thirteenth either. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, Yeah, dude, dude,
0: I'm telling you, there was a lot of cool things like that that I really liked. And that's why I feel like even though the plot got a a little hairy where it was kind of really a lot happening and there were certain things that didn't make sense, like where the hell are all the adults in this town? Why are all these kids feel like they're like, you know, 20 something when they're supposed to be teenagers? But again, is that... Mm -hmm. Is that part of the kind of homage to '90s, right? Because the whole idea to the '90s teen stuff with all these pe- all these teens weren't real teens; they were
1: the twenty year olds, you know. Oh yeah, teenagers. yeah, yeah. Dawson's Creek, Beverly Hills Nine. Well, the girl, on. the girl you who plays Dina, she's the same age as I am. And I I was like, damn, really? She looked e- exactly, like- a lot dude, into.
0: exactly. And so maybe that's their way of doing it too. Maybe they were doing that on purpose. Yeah. But I just you know, with no adults around and having you kind of question how old these kids are. Uh, but dude, yeah, there there's those little things, but overall this worked for me. Oh, this yeah. worked for me. If I had to give this a rating out of five stars, I'm giving this a four. Like this really okay. was a solid, good time for me. And it made me really want to see what's coming next. Like I said, it felt like the fear street novels. It felt like those books. It felt like it had that feel. And yeah, it did. It had kind of a, a Disney esque feel because it's it was like it was like the books again. It feels like it was pushed for young adults, but young adults that can handle rated R movies. Which again, movies, right? I don't
1: I don't think this movie really needed a, an R rating. No,
0: nah, um, I think it was just because of the violence, because they showed literally what they showed. Well, in you the know violence, what? I I, I don't I even mean?
1: think it was necessarily that. I think it was just because they was it they, the cursing. Yeah, they said the f bomb a couple times. Yeah. And, once you hit the a MPAA certain number it's guidelines, like you're and I got a huge problem with the MPA but you can only say the f word the money time would it be would it be hard 20. for net
0: would it be hard for Netflix to just be like you know what we're not even going to submit it to MPA we'll go unrated and then people
1: people eat it up dude people well, love I that don't, yeah I, they could just yeah is it just cuz
0: do you lose sponsorships or do you lose money in advertising if you go unrated or I something don't know. like what's the I, deal there
1: i don't know i don't know I don't know the back end, all the details of this project. I don't know if, um, did Netflix finance this film to produce it?
0: I, th- I felt like they did. I don't know if it's or just did a they Netflix just distribute exclusive. It if I feel like the they case, literally produced it. Because if that's the case, if they yeah, just distributed it, it
1: um, another company could have made it, submitted it to the MPAA, and then Netflix could have picked it up. So I don't know. I don't know how True. that all worked. Again, I don't think it needed and uh,
0: the production company was Churnin entertainment distributed by Netflix. So it's just distribution. So they, yeah, right. so they only got distribution happened, something like that. Um, okay. Um, and maybe that's the thing with Netflix, too. They're not going mean, to. I mean, I don't know how many unrated films they have, but.
1: Well, but then how do you get how do they do the TV MA ratings? How do you rate something like that? I don't I know where those ratings did. come in. Because um, really they could have done it you, like man. that. They could have rated it at TV 14.
0: Yeah, you they know? could have, right? Um I don't know, man. I'm glad it was R because whatever it is, they can throw that around and not worry about cursing and not worry yeah, yeah. about Make it and not rare. worry about too much gore, right? And it, yeah, and and that's some of the stuff that for me, I don't know, I always feel like horror movies should be rated R <laughs> because I do like a lot, you know, I do like yeah, gore. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. But, you know, I do enjoy horror movies that don't need any of that or any of the cursing. And and
1: if you can pull it off right, you really don't need an R rating. Well, um, and well, here's my whole thing about that, because this is on Netflix. So anybody can go on there and watch it regardless. So yeah. it's not going to matter <laughs> so Unless much Unless you have in this the case. parental
0: controls. Yes. Yeah,
1: right? So it's not going to matter too much in this case. But if this movie would have been released in the theaters with an R rating you're not getting the audience that you were making this film for. No. Because kids no. aren't going to be able to come in and get dropped off at the theater on a Friday night, fourteen, fifteen, and be able to go in and see this movie. Um, so that's again, where it would have really not worked and would have backfired.
0: And again, maybe like, you know, it's almost kind of like, I feel like... I kind of want to talk to the the makers of this this film and series, right? Cuz it's it's almost like did you do this on purpose too? Yeah. Like was the idea going through because that was a draw when you were a kid, being able to watch an R-rated film without yeah. anyone knowing you were watching it, right? And so now Fear Street really isn't an R-rated film, right? But let's just throw in that one extra fuck just so to it get gets an R rating cuz those kids are going to want to see that shit on Netflix. Yep. How orchestrated is a lot of what they're doing because, oh, yeah. like I said, the feel of the film, the sounds of it, the taste of it, everything about it, it feels so orchestrated. It feels so much like it was done specifically to hit every single button that you have on that list for for what's going to make you love the film nostalgically,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It really did. And, and even like before they came out and I had read that they were going to have an R rating, uh, it, w- it was effective. If that's what they were doing, because I was like, "Oh, great! They're gonna have an R rating. This is gonna be fucking awesome." R-rating R rating, RL Stein. Yes, you know, dude. Thing, come on, dude. Come on, because I I don't know if you ever saw the Goosebumps movie they did. Um, no, I never saw it. I loved with, it with uh, Jack Black. Yes, I loved it. I gotta check I, it out. I dude. enjoyed it. It was a lot of. fun. I was a
0: fan of Goosebumps, dude. I mean, I was a fan. I mean, I know it was kids, but yeah. like again, I love creepy. So even yes. kids' creepy stuff. Oh, I used yeah. to watch Snick. Uh, Are you afraid of the yeah. dark? My oh, brothers all the time, that dude.
1: Show, dude. Yeah, dude.
0: So, so yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for, for those, you know, yeah, I
1: love it. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm in, I'm in for the series. So (laughs) another thing I had uh, with the plot was, uh, they blew up all the killers in the bathroom in the high school.
0: Oh, then they all came like
1: Freddy Krueger, just
0: morphing back into themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Coming back together and shit like, uh, T2, um, There was no fire alarm? (laughs) Well, it's shitty side.
0: So maybe not, dude. Okay. Maybe they didn't work. Okay. There was a lot about Shitty Side that was just kind of like,
1: really? But okay. Maybe, maybe it's because of I'll shitty. give it a pass because of that. But yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, no fire alarm. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. for sure.
0: Um, that's what Aaron. Aaron's like, we're all the cops. There's only like two cops in this entire town. I was like, well, it's shady Side. Maybe it's like the shittier town. And that's the reason it's shittier.
1: And they set something else up in here that I t- thought was going to be coming into play, but it never did. Uh, when they're given uh, the the visual at the beginning for the murders. Mm-hmm. And they have the, the mayor of Shittyside up there. And then the sheriff comes up and the sheriff says that his brother is the mayor. That was a useless piece of information that they just put in there. I thought that was going to have some sort of significance later on in the story.
0: <laughs> Who knows? We don't even know if it this could. story is going to play out in the next few films. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and they, maybe they tie that to certain things in their past well, you as know well. Oh, right? Who knows?
1: Ah, in the 70s. Because he said that we've been here for a while and we've prospered. I wonder if they're going to have some sort of tie-in to the 1666.
0: I think a lot of their families are. That's going to be the thing. You know what I mean? So that would make sense.
1: Okay. So, again, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, so here's another thing, okay? Yeah. Sam needs to die, right? Yes.
0: Oof, which was rough. I was like, really? This is the route they're going to go with the story. They're going to really push suicide on on a movie. Okay. Um. And, I wouldn't call, and I, assisted and assisted suicide. Suicide and assisted suicide. That's rough. not what
1: bothered me. That's yeah. not what's bothered me. What bothered me was what kind of medication were they giving her? Who knows, dude. Blood pressure pills and some other stuff, was it? Okay, and how were they going to bring her back to life?
0: Oh, they had the um, epinephrine, the adrenaline.
1: Okay, is that going to really bring somebody back to life? Because here's the thing. Well, it brought
0: the brother the brother back to life. Remember the one dude's brother overdosed, and then that's what what brought him back to life. So, when
1: you say that, what are you thinking? What is the what is the unintentional first thought of your audience? Opioids, correct? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Epinephrine is not going to bring you back from an opioid overdose. (laughs) it's not who knows dude it's it's i i literally looked it up online and it's not going to do that from what i read it's not going to do that because i wanted to find out i'm like all right okay is this so not opioids
0: but what else because so they i know they were well they were on a lot of opioids they were messing with percocet and vicodins and stuff like that
1: that's what i'm saying um so if they're they're
0: idiot and also dude these are kids they're not medical doc these are morons right
1: Yes, but however, now they're portraying that to a generation of kids who are in the midst of a horrible opioid epidemic, yeah, and no, they're portraying I know. epinephrine as a oh shit, you overdose, give them epinephrine, it'll bring him back. It's not, it's not naloxone, you know what I mean? No, no um, for it's sure. It's not Narcan. It's not going to do that. So you're portraying that as a life saving device when it's actually not, um, and it's a kind to me. That's kind of a dangerous thing.
0: I mean, I I guess you could say that, but there's a lot that's in this movie that's like they're also portraying witches that are coming back and possessing people. (laughs) You know what I
1: mean? But you got to take a certain level of care. You know what I mean?
0: No, I do get what you're saying, though. I totally get what you're saying. Um, and that's why I felt like even going the route of suicide was a little much. It was like, ooh, and granted, that's the way we're going because we already have that issue. We have the issue yeah. of suicide being a big deal in our country, especially among the yes. youth, especially coming out of a pandemic. That I was like, ouch, this is really the, the route they're going to take on how they think they should you know, make this work. That's crazy. I, I thought they should just have her like, die, like just kill her, just have her get killed. And then, yeah. like she sacrifices herself, so everybody else can be saved. But at then, the you end. wouldn't
1: have been able to get to to be continued at the end. True, yeah. true. We don't know. Uh, but again, like I said, I could be wrong. Maybe nil- um, maybe an epinephrine pen does do that. But based on the little bit of research <laughs> I did, it, it doesn't do. You're that, like, so. all I
0: had to do was Google it.
1: Come on, writers. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, no, like I said, dude, this was a phenomenal. This was fun. This is it's really a good fun. kickoff, right?
0: Yes. Oh yeah, it reminds me of those old school kind of um, events that you would have on TV. Those kind of like mini, mini series, series? events. Yep. Yes, that's what this reminds me of. Like, oh, I can't wait for the next installment now to see what happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and it's going to be interesting. It is. So when does it come out? Like in three days, in six days, four days? Next I don't Friday. Know. There's a week. In oh, it's every each week. One. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, dude. I'm in. I'm in for Fear Street.
1: Good, good. I am too, man. I'm excited to see how they, uh, how they do these next two films, man. I'm excited for them. They're gonna yeah. be, they're gonna be fun ones.
0: So I'm looking forward to the the 78 soundtrack. You know
1: what? I was literally thinking that. But it also
0: makes me wonder what's happening in the 1600s. Like, what kind of music are they gonna have? Like, what's that soundtrack? We're gonna, gonna we don't know like what the bangers were. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, know if those were the hits back in the day.
1: I was thinking that because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this. This episode had a great soundtrack from the 90s. I'm like, Chris is really going to dig the one from the 70s if they do a good job oh, with yeah, it, dude. man. If they get some, like, CSNY. Uh, oh, yeah. Man.
0: Yeah, CCR. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, I just feels like I can't wait, dude. We'll see what happens with it. Unless it's going to be, like, ABBA.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Which is
0: okay, dude. I mean, you could throw some disco in there, too. You're going to have to. see era. I think so, because
1: I think with this movie, they, they set... Granted, because I mean, they played the all kinds of movie.
0: stuff in this. In the yeah. '90s, they had they had uh, industrial rock, they had regular rock, they had alternative music, they had hip hop. Yep. they had. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff in this movie. Um, so I I could see you know the '70s one having you know maybe some disco as well, maybe some Motown yeah, okay. or. I can or see that. You know, some Motown in there, depending on who the kids are at the camp. And, and, and I think we're going to get different pieces of music because you're going to have all different kids at the camp from different, you know, different backgrounds and different interests. So I'm looking forward to the camp one big time, dude, like 78. I'm going to love.
1: I really hope that there's an Easter egg in that movie to the burning. I really hope there is, man. bro. If
0: if the if the dude pulls out shears, I am gonna oh, be. Oh, I am gonna, I'm gonna myself, be like dude. that. I am gonna be like that. Tom Atkins that <laughs> dude, <just laughs> pointing at the screen like, hey, <laughs> for
1: real. I really hope they do. That would be so cool, man. That really would, dude. That really, or would. even or even if they were to just mention the legend of Cropsey Propsey, because it was an actual legend. So even yeah, if they just mentioned that legend, you know what I mean? Oh heck yeah, dude. That I mean, I can't something. wait. I
0: can't wait. All right, dude, anything else you want to say on this one? Um,
1: I don't believe so. Oh, yeah. Okay, speaking of soundtrack, um, there was a particular song in this movie, okay, uh, by this band called White Zombie. Uh, yeah. The song is More Human Than Human. Now, what yep. year was this movie set in? 94. Okay, when did that song come out? I think it's like 97. Came out in 95. Later?
0: Oh, was it later? Yeah, it was yeah, 95. Yeah, so they
1: kind of they kind of botched that, but <laughs> um wait, wait, did it was it released in 95? Yeah.
0: Or was it on the charts in
1: 95? Uh from what I saw it was released in 95. Okay. Yeah. The
0: single or the actual album? Um
1: good question.
0: Yeah, cuz the single may have come out the year after the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I hope you caught that because I love when I catch things like that. You know what I mean?
1: And yeah, um, well, I can't take credit for that. I saw that someplace else, but I thought it was a piece. Ah, uh, more
0: of, human than human is nineteen ninety three. Ah, no ninety five. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. released ninety
1: five, recorded in ninety four. It's a single by White Zombie released in ninety five.
0: So yeah, it was released, but it came out on Astro Creep 2000, which came out in '95. So where did the kid this? How did this kid get this like advanced copy?
1: AOL chat rooms, <laughs> bootleg. Unless let me see something here. Maybe he was running Limewire in the background,
0: dude. That could have been. <laughs> now see if he had had that shit running too, I'd I'd I would 100% be like. Good job, guys. But good catch, dude. Good I love when I catch stuff like that in films. But if you if you saw it somewhere else, that's awesome though. I yeah. love it. That's amazing. Yeah, they should have they should have used something. Was it more human than human though? Yeah, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, because I okay. remember the
1: song came and I was like, oh fuck, I love this song. Good song. And then Creep came on, and that's one of my like favorite nineties songs, dude. Dude, this whole <sighs>
0: soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, it, really it really
1: was. was. Um and like I said, I'm glad they I'm glad they chose um, uh, like second shelf '90s songs instead of the top shelf ones.
0: Yeah, the ones that are typically go to for the '90s. Yeah. right. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that was Fear Street 1994. I think we're both on the same page when we say we're looking forward to 1978. Yeah, Let's see where this goes. Uh, before we head out, you want to tell people where they could find us?
1: Um, you can find us on the internet. There you Different go. Coins. All right, Castler. no, we're on uh, <laughs> we're on Twitter at uh, OOTS pod. Wow, I was having a hard time <laughs> with that o uh, o t s pod on Twitter. Yep. Yep. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at Out of the Shadows Podcast. Yep, yep. We're on slash air at Out of the Shadows yep. Podcast. You can find yep. us on our um, our Discord on our Vine. Um, no I'm kidding MySpace those. Yes MySpace um, and We got find us track on there when you get on there
0: You can find us at Out of the Shadows pod On AOL chat rooms Yes uh, <laughs> Dude um, Gotta bring that shit
1: back What else what else what else I think that was it
0: Yeah that's it other than that uh, yeah. Look forward to our next episode We're putting out uh, We're coming back to 1981 On our next episode aren't we
1: Yeah what is our next one Full Moon High. Yeah, I've already watched it. That movie was a trip. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> hey, can't wait to talk about it. All right. All right, Shadow People, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember, keep your eye on the shadows.